It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. And action, away we go. Welcome to Here's Your Freaking Podcast with the Jason Lee and Cluck Show. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us here today. Don't forget, you can uh, get all the episodes. Just head over to jlnkshow.com. Uh, we got a hodgepodge of all kinds of different stuff here today on the podcast. Uh, that includes, wait a minute. That includes what happens when you're a porn star and you break your dong. Oh, no, workers comp, workers comp. What happens when you're arrested and you're wearing a seven-foot penis costume? We'll talk about 10 reasons why you should be having sex right now. And everything you ever wanted to know, but we're afraid to ask about pegging on the podcast today. <laughs> this is so funny. Hey, I probably know a lot, but I'm afraid to ask all of it. Uh, I'll start with a real simple question when we get to that. Here, let's get let's get past this really quick. Uh, the cojones on this guy, and then we'll talk about the porn star, and then uh, then we'll get into the pegging stuff. Okay? Just because there's some new terms that we're going to learn today, and they're going to stay with us. We're going to work these words into our vocabularies. I'm trying to think of titles for the podcast because I don't think we can just call it Pegging 101. Well. We'll get something out of this, I promise. All right, this is a ballsy move. Let's say you hire a prostitute, okay? Let's make it a little bit dirtier. Let's say you hire a Saginaw, Michigan prostitute. Holy shit, I've seen those. 34-year-old man gets himself a hooker. Hey, gotta be priced for the working man. Hey, this guy gets himself a, a Saginaw hooker at 7.52 a.m. <laughs> Hey, how did you, you start? You, how did you start your Tuesday? Do you want the one who's either just getting off her shift or wrapping things up at that hour, or the one who's just starting? No, no, I want the baby that takes the morning train, <laughs> not the one that just pulled the all night train. <laughs> well, this man is forced to call nine one one at seven fifty two a.m. to report that he had paid a woman ten dollars, ten dollars for a sex act. Holy shit. Hey, it's it's hey, always I, something very specific. When they just say, pay the woman f- 10 bucks for sex, you're like, okay, they were doing sex. Well, as soon as they say, pay the woman $10 for a sex act, you're like, I wonder what that act is. Act always sounds dirtier than actual sex. Well, I want to say blowjob, but at the same time... Well, yeah, I, that's I, only because it's $10. Well, you're like, 10 bucks doesn't buy much anymore, and you're like, you could get a Saginaw prostitute for 10 bucks. But even with a $10 guess, like, I don't want to believe you can get a $10 blowjob. I would think a blowjob, bar- bargain basement, 25 bucks. But if you know where you can get a $10 one, I mean, you know... Why doesn't everybody know this? Well, I mean, I know where I can get a $2 burger. It doesn't mean I'm going to run out and grab one. Well, after he paid the woman $10 for a sex act, she backed out of the deal. So he called 911. Hey, what are the odds she hits her rock bottom at that moment and snaps out of it? She's like, I'm sucking dick for $10. I can't do this. No, 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 no. You come to Jesus tomorrow. Today, you come to the dog. <laughs> Uh, police officers arrived. The man wanted uh, he wanted his 10 bucks back, but instead he got charged with... Solicitation of a prostitute. Oh, hey, it's ten dollars, man. Cut your losses, Saginaw fella. Twenty-four-year-old Saginaw prostitute was also hit with a prostitution charge because, well, I mean, yeah, you got to. Well, hey, I mean, she didn't do anything. She just took ten dollars from a guy. Your Honor, I'm innocent. Uh, speaking of dongs, this dude's name is Liam. 
It says here he is a reformed biker gang member and drug dealer. These days, Liam is busier. He's found a more productive way to live his life. He's a male porn star. Uh, there's less, obviously, legal entanglements when you're a male porn star, but they, uh, and the opportunity to have sex with hundreds of diff- different women, that presents itself every fucking day. Right. Um, he does say his new line of work, however, has its dangers, just like his old job as a biker and a, and a drug dealer were. I imagine you can catch an STD. That's probably going to you know ruin your week. I like he says, during one particularly energetic scene on OnlyFans, he broke it. His tool of the trade. It broke. From what I understand, when this happens to a dick, it's an audible pop that all parties involved can unmistakably hear. He was working with a woman by the name of Haley Vernon. He says he felt something go, but didn't think about it at the time. Later that day, he happened to look down and noticed that his wang was completely black. (laughs) All right! You're like, my prayers have been answered. (laughs) Finally, they'll take me seriously. (laughs) Uh, the injury required surgery. He is now on a prescription drug that he has to take to stop him from becoming too excited. I don't even know what that means. Oh, what do they call that? The saltpeter? To keep him from getting an erection? Maybe. That's not bad enough. Uh, he also found out, too, that even though you're a male porn star and this is how you earn your money, there's no workers' comp or OSHA to get involved and, you know, oh my God. Can make you things right. Can you imagine if there was an OSHA? Someone's going to slip and fall in this bodily fluid mess. Clean this up. Oh, here, one more uh, uh, dong story. Uh, police in Rio have arrested a man. Uh, they re- arrested him last Sunday. He was harassing women while wearing a... Seven-foot inflatable penis costume. What woman would not want to be harassed by a man in a seven-foot dick outfit? I mean, you couldn't help but laugh, right? The man, <laughs> the man was chasing women at the carnival parade in the city. <laughs> hey, it's a good look being a seven-foot dick chasing women around. But he wasn't the dumbest person, the dumbest criminal at the celebration. A man dressed as a prisoner, complete with a homemade ankle monitor, was arrested for weed and cocaine possession. Oh, that's funny. All right. Here he comes. So, a sex expert. Let's see what she's got here. Um, What are her qualifications? Oh, my God. What do you call a woman... Who is an expert in pegging? She's into pegonomics. Her name is Pegstress Pegan the Stallion. <laughs> Pegan the Stallion. <laughs> oh, good for her. She's 44 years old. She considers herself to be a pegging expert. She probably thought of the name was like, I can't let this go to waste. I got to get into pegging. Pegan the Stallion. You're right. Okay, so Men's Health Magazine caught up with her. And asked her all the questions. We'll begin with the simple stuff. Um, Real quick backstory and homework assignment. One of the funniest pictures on the entire internet is if you look up pegging on Wikipedia, the illustration will show you the world's most defeated man. Yeah, we had a coworker years ago. He said something about pegging, and we said, what are you talking about? He said, pegging. He said, look up pegging on in, in Wikipedia. And we said, all right, cool, cool. He didn't tell us anything that it was about, so we thought we were just looking up something goofy. And then we saw this downtrodden man. He does not look like he's... Taking a woman in his fanny. Yeah, he didn't look like he was enjoying himself at all, which I thought was the entire point of pegging. 
So they caught up with Peg and Stallion. <laughs> so to start at the beginning, there are, there are two people involved in the pegging procedure, right? Yeah, what what are they known as? Um, it was like a bull. I don't know what do you call the woman with the strap on uh, the dom. She I would have gone dom and sub right, yeah. but it is not. It is the pegger and the, the peggy. peggy. Oh, you're Peggy, Peggy. They asked this woman, how did you get into pegging? She said, well, it began when I was a professional dominatrix. Uh, and uh, somebody said, mistress, I want to be pegged. Um, we did it. We decided to do it. Whoa. When we did it, she says, we decided to do it on webcam. <laughs> I would have kept that out. Hey, can you keep? Can you at least blur my face out, please? Keep my head and tattoos off camera. She said, watching myself on the monitor while we were filming, uh, watching myself on the monitor, I knew this is it. She said it triggered several things in my brain, in my mind, in my heart. You know what they say, the heart wants what a heart yeah, wants. And the heart wants to pound some dude's fanny. Uh, at that moment, it became my fetish, my career, my work, my lifestyle, says Pegan the Stallion. Wow. I mean, that's how the same thing like wedding photographers fall into it. They're like, this is what I'm passionate about. Yeah, you start with a couple of clicks on your iPhone, yeah, and somebody like, says, hey, man, that's a good picture, yeah. and then it goes from there. She said, my first in in-person experience with a couple. We were young, or they were young, like 24 or 25. Oh, a couple. So, like, somebody brings their husband in, and you right. do this to them while they watch? She says, I want to peg him. I don't know how. I don't have the confidence. Um, oh, she said, my boyfriend is into this. He watches your porn. Basically, I took her through every step by step. I explained everything that I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Hey, that's a woman who loves her man. Like, not only does do you know what he's watching, but you're like, I'm going to find this woman and we're going to get into it. That's commitment, man. Uh, yeah, she said, uh, yeah, she said, whoa, this is not what I thought it was going to be. But in that moment, it was really educating and nurturing for him. Uh, through his first time while she was there teaching how to, you know, the step-by-step process. It says, this is... Step-by-step. Are there just like a couple of steps? That's what I thought. Put it on, put it in. No, please don't do this. Yeah, pretend like it's yours. This is going to happen. (laughs) Okay. Based on your experience, why are some men so hesitant to peg? (laughs) Like that word, just peg. She says, they feel like women are the only ones who should be penetrated. This is what they were taught from their parents and their church and their culture. Did your parents teach you that women should only be penetrated? I think it was. I, hey, I, I think that was like my first day out of the house. I went, can Not you, in this household, only women get penetrated. What? Can you imagine your mother at any point no. in time, or your father using the word penetrated? No. I don't care what the I don't care what the conversation. That'd the, is. Hey, that'd be the fucking day I pack up my shit and I move. I don't care if you're watching March Madness and your mom leans over and she says, "You know, they really need to learn how to penetrate that defense." Ah. I'm, I'm fucking tapping out. I'm going somewhere else. They said. Uh, they also ask a pegging the stallion. They said, what is the gender breakdown of people who take your pegging classes? Pegging classes? She said, I'm not... uh, She says... Well, I uh, failed at a pegging class. My thrust was trash. uh, She said, let's see. Uh, Pegger, Peggy, it simplifies things and allows people to approach me from two different aspects versus I'm a male, I'm not gay, but I like this. 
<laughs> I like how that guy couches his statement. I'm not gay, but this is pretty fun. Hey, uh, what if it is a blast? Who uh, knows? The, the, the lady that's talking to Pegan the Stallion <laughs> says, I wish I had a penis. I've been obsessed with penises since I was a little kid. Pegan the Stallion says, me too. I was six years old. I was teaching myself how to pee standing up. She said, it's all about having the absence of something that was never there. Whoa. So then they ask, how has your view on pegging changed since you became a professional? You're a professional pegger? Do you put that when you file your taxes? Occupation. <laughs> pegger. Uh, they said, uh, they asked Pegging the Stallion, what did you learn about sex from pegging? She said, I only thought about my power was in the reception of dick and how I handled that dick. Everything that I created about my sexual identity was around that. But once you put one on, she said, when you become a pegger. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? It's the fucking word. It's the word. If they call this anything else on the planet, I think it'd probably be wildly more popular than it is. But that word cuts through everything so hard. It's like the word cuck. It stops a conversation. She says, when you become a pegger. You get to be on the other side of it. You understand sex from not having to be present in a way that is pleasing for the penis. Because, she says, you're the penis. <laughs> no way, man. You're the penis. <laughs> now, they ask her one last question. Pegging the stallion. Is there anything we haven't gone over that you think is important for people to know that want to get into this? I think all we've heard about it is just use use and engage with way more lube than you think is necessary. Uh, she says, just recently in New Jersey, I had a black guy come up to me and he said, what you do is white people shit. I want to say there's no such thing as white people shit when it comes to sex. When it comes to sexual freedom, there's no such thing. And she says, I just want people to know. I have to let my people know that this is for us. Well, not all of us. Maybe some of us, but not all of us. Uh, it is okay to enjoy and express yourself if that's what you want. Well, thank you, Pegan the Stallion, for opening our eyes today. Hey, what you do is white people shit. Hey, now, anybody can be into this. It's not a big deal. All right, what are 10 reasons why you should be having sex right now? Well, I'm all worked up over this Pegan story. Now I'm just afraid. <laughs> uh, sex makes you happier. Always remember that. Sex also lowers your, lowers your prostate cancer risk. <laughs> they peg that tumor right out of there. Hey, sex makes you hate your job less. They say great sex life makes you happier on your job and might even make you better at it, according to a new recent study. You know what? Because having a shitty day at work isn't that bad when you knew you were you're tired because you were having sex last night. It says, sex helps your penis perform. Having sex keeps your penis going strong. It's like whatever, you know? It's like a muscle. If you don't work it out, it, it'll, it, it won't be as, I guess, useful. Right. Ten reasons why you should be having sex today. Sleep. Uh, sex helps you sleep better. We all know that, right? Absolutely. You're not all laying awake all frustrated, dreaming about wacky shit. <laughs> hey, I want to fall asleep instantly and have no sex dreams. Just, that's it. That's how it works. Sex burns calories. And then we found out it's not that much, though. It's like 110. It's like a bowl of oatmeal. Yeah, it's less. You burn off less than a bowl of oatmeal. Uh, frequent sex may protect your heart. 
Yeah, it gets the blood pumping. Quick burst of exercise. Ah, sex keeps you from getting sick. It boosts your immune system. And if you got a headache, sex will get rid of the headache. Well, here's a no-brainer. Sex actually makes your relationship better. Wait, if you have a headache, it gets rid of it. That's weird, because all you usually do is get shut down. I like the sex makes your relationship better. That's good news. Unless it doesn't. Unless you tell her you're into pegging and she wants none of it and thinks you're a grosso, then it shuts everything down. (laughs) Or her eyes get huge and she lights up. She's like, finally, the ass is mine. All right, speaking of uh, speaking of fannies, here we go. We like to wrap up every podcast with either the worst person on the planet or somewhere, somehow, something gets pulled out of somebody's fanny. So here we go. Of course, it's Florida. Why wouldn't it be Florida? Sheriff's office pulls over a car for a routine stop. A couple said they had no narcotics in their possession, but the cop knew they were from Florida, so they were fucking lying, right? Yep. I know there's narcotics in this vehicle. They searched the vehicle. They found the drugs. They found paraphernalia. They found prescription bottles with the labels removed. And then uh, during a search, Tiffany, Tiffany Chapman, told police that she had drugs in her fanny. Why would she say that? You're going... I think if you take it to jail inside of you and they take it out of jail, then, then you get introducing charged. Introducing yeah. contraband. Hey, I like you know the exact fucking oh, yeah. term. We've yeah. seen this story a million times. The female police officer was called in, searched her, found 10 grams of meth in her butt. Uh, both she and her boyfriend were, I assume it's a boyfriend. I mean, I'm just taking some liberties here. I assume it's hey, a They butt. may have made things official. I, I think you have to be very close to somebody if you're going to hide their meth in your fanny. Or if you, you know, on your way somewhere and you're like, hey, who wants some fanny meth? Fanny, that has, fanny meth. Yeah, that has to be some sort of a very intimate relationship. So I'm going to go boyfriend on this. And they were both arrested. Plus, I imagine if you're a Florida cop, they teach you in cop school. They're like, look, more than likely they'll have something in their butt. It might be there for pleasure or business, but it's there. Okay, 51-year-old woman was rushed to the hospital. After getting a chicken bone stuck in her butt. Um, here's what's crazy though, is how do you think the how do you think the chicken bone went in? I'm gonna say it went in through the back door. No, when you're when you're, when you're thinking chicken bone, what are you thinking? She ate it. Well, I mean, what what bone from the chicken? Oh, like a like a leg, right? Yeah, from, uh, or something from a wing, right? A drummy or a flat. This hey, is the sternum. It was that V-shaped bone that comes from the rib cage. The wishbone? Yeah, I mean, we've all butterfly chicken before, and you know that V-shaped bone. It didn't go in from the bottom. It went in from the top. The woman accidentally, I don't know how you accidentally, accidentally swallowed a two-inch V-shaped chicken bone after failing to chew properly. How hungry are you? <laughs> failing to chew. She's like, I'm so starving. Oh, wait a minute. Our question has been answered. Now we're going to feel like dicks. The woman had a hard time eating because she lost all of her upper teeth. Oh. There was no choking, no stomach pain after ingesting the bone. How's your mother? It wasn't until later when she had to use the toilet that it became wedged in her backside. Oh, and it couldn't, because it was a V, it couldn't go all the way out. Only, it says right here, x-rays at the hospital revealed the V-shaped bone sticking out of her anus, which is never a pleasant word. It was two inches long and an inch wide. The shorter part of the V 
was sticking out of the anus. Well, you thought you should be able to just pull it, right? The lower, um, and then the, the 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 rest of it was at an odd angle. I mean, you oh. gotta you gotta think about the angle. You want me to pull this out? No, I don't. Well, that you can't work at it blind because you don't know exactly what it is you have down there. No. Um, they said, uh, yeah, X-ray show. There it is. Um. Uh, the history, uh, the hit, the history. The patient had a history of chronic constipation about three times a week. Um, but there it was, and that's what was causing the complications. Doctors warned that chicken bones, when swallowed, could cause cuts to the throat or puncture holes in the intestine, leaving the patient in need of immediate care. Uh, basically, what they had to do is they had to take a numbing gel. And rub it all over her anus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they, they make those. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe we shouldn't be so scared of pegging then. Uh, a numbing gel, and then they were able to remove the V-shaped chicken bone. Uh, this comes after a 14-year-old teenager in Australia was treated at a local hospital after a tennis ball became stuck in his fanny. Oh, the youngster panicked when he realized he could not retrieve it or push it out. Here's the worst part. I guess I'm going to die at 14. Hey, the 14-year-old kid admitted his blunder to his mother, who whisked him to the emergency room. I don't think you can tell your dad that. That's not something you tell dad. That's something you're like, Mom. I don't think you tell anybody. You take it to your grave. Even if that tennis ball sends you to that grave, you you take it. Uh, When he got to the hospital, uh, medics were told it wasn't causing him any pain. The boy confessed he tried unsuccessfully to expel the ball by, you know, (laughs) getting rid of it on his own. Shit, all right. Um, It was in the, it was in, oh God, it was in the large intestine by the time he ended up there. Doctors removed, doctors removed the ball using six, oh my God, God, God. Doctors removed the ball using six different retrieval devices, including a suction cup, a medical net, a quad prong grasper, Whoa. and a balloon catheter. After two hours, medics gave up with aggressive intervention, uh, interventions, hoping that the ball would just come out on its own. <clears throat> 24 hours, they noted that the ball was still there. With the boy's family... Are you re- fucking kidding? Uh, So they gave up, and they're like, I guess we'll wait? Yeah, we'll wait and see what happens. The family was reluctant for the boy to undergo any more physical removal attempts. Doctors tried to administer a large number of laxatives. Yeah, that'll do it. Give him the scoots. The boy was given one liter of laxatives, resulting in a, and there's there's two words you don't ever want uh, attached to your name, successful evacuation. Of the ball three hours later. They say following the passage of the ball, the patient remained clinically well and was discharged the same day. There's no evidence of bowel injury. And he could never tell any of his friends about this. What did we find out a couple of weeks ago on the podcast that if you're ever going to do something like that, whatever you put in there, make sure it has a base. Yeah. Remember they said base. So it can't go all the way in. Yeah, they used the word base and I thought, wow, I guess... That's brilliant. I'm just terrified that the people at the hospital were like, oh, fuck it. We give up. We're going to let you rest. We're going to let you relax, and maybe it'll just pop out on its own. Unlikely, but let's give it a shot. Ugh. And then you know that when that doesn't pan out for you, they're going to get they're going to gash you with a liter of laxatives. Hey. Awful. 
pegging the stallion. So funny. All right, there you go. There's that, uh, this week's episode. Here's your freaking podcast with the Jason Lee Clark Show. Uh, thanks for coming along for the ride. Remember, if you like it, share it. If you don't, share it anyway. And uh, you can stay up to date, all things JLNK, just by heading over to, uh, that includes not only every podcast, but all of our videos and social media links and everything else. Head over to JLNKshow.com. See you next Tuesday. Podcasts by Federated Media.